Hello and welcome. My name is Alonda Carter and I am the Recovering Hunbot. And this is season one, episode 13 or 14, because I can't count and I don't remember, of Hey Hun, You Woke Up. This podcast is brought to you on 10 different platforms, including Stitcher and iTunes. The video version is available on YouTube. Today, my friend Nicole joins me and we talk about the prosperity gospel in relation to multi-level marketing. Now, I'll be totally honest, our conversation kind of veers a little here and a little there, but given the state of the world right now, I don't think that's really any surprise. Join me as I chat with Nicole, and really, this is just a nice organic conversation, starting out with the prosperity gospel, and then we kind of like weave around, so come with me. Oh, hey, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining. I know this is a a wackadoo time for literally everyone. (laughs) And, you know, we were going to talk about the prosperity gospel, and we will touch on that. But I really think our conversation is going to be much more organic because there's just, there's a, there's a lot going on. There's just a lot going on. And so how can we not kind of interweave that? And right before I hit record, you said something that I, I mean, literally every time I walk my dogs, I'm like thinking about this. And that was like, you know, this is like the perfect time for cults to start. And absolutely. Cause I keep thinking about what's going to happen afterwards in terms of that. And wh- how are people going to twist this in that way? And that's the weirdo I am if I'm walking my dogs. These are my thoughts. <laughs> but it, I do think it t- connects to the prosperity gospel too, because people are uh, might be looking at this that, you know what, um, it, people who are still working and doing well, like, oh, um, see, I, I am doing well in God's eyes because I am being taken care of and everybody else is just a big fat sinner. You know? <laughs> So give me your thoughts on some of this stuff, girlfriend. (laughs) Okay. So this is like, this is not an academic take on the prosperity gospel in any way, shape or form. We're going to Cliff's notes this. And then we can talk about like some of the ways it's playing out. We can see it playing out now, ways it might play out. I think that'd be a really cool conversation. Yeah. um, But you know, it has, it's so funny. Human beings are really good at, um, taking a good idea to an extent where it becomes a really bad idea. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there. So that's kind of what I think of when I think of the story of this prosperity gospel, because so, you know, we have to go back to like, you know, back in the day when the, the, the church was the Catholic church. Right. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like president Catholicism. I'm talking about, you know, the early church. Um, it, you know, the idea was that the clergy would decide who was in and who was out in terms of salvation, right? Like it was, uh, uh, it was very much uh, from a top-down kind of perspective. And, you know, you could give somebody, again, this is not an academic thing, but you could give somebody a little money to try to buy your way into heaven or, you know, give somebody a little money to make your ancestor live in purgatory a little less <laughs> long and be able to move on a little fast. I mean, there are all these ways you could kind of play the system, but ultimately it was really sort of a clergy down. Uh, they decided who was in and who was out. Well, okay, so the Reformation comes about and, you know, you have this idea that the priesthood of all believers, we all are priests, you know, in this idea. It isn't just a clergy and then the lay people. It's a priesthood of all believers. Um, 
and nobody gets to say, you know, it's just between you and God and, and you and the Bible and you get to interpret everything uh, the way that makes sense for you. And it isn't about the clergy saying who's in and who's out. Now, that's great. That, that, that opened up a lot of territory. There was a lot of freedom in that. You know, it did transform some of the corrupt practices that were happening. Fantastic, wonderful. Problem is, human beings really like to know who's in and who's out. <laughs> so, <laughs> we do. We well, love yes, it. Yes, I mean, we talk yes. about talk about the MLM stuff, you know, it's like, as soon as you start to talk or ask questions or raise some questions about what's going on, or, you know, is this really working? Or, you know, is anybody experiencing results from this? All of a sudden, boom, you're out, you know, that's not tolerated. We like to have a clear sense of who's in and who's out. So if you've taken that away from the clergy, you have to figure out a way, well, how are we going to decide? We're still a part of a community. It's not like everybody just sort of went into their homes with their Bibles and that was that. You're still a part of a, a community. And so how are we going to decide who's in and who's out? So what it came to be was, again, this is not an academic <laughs> sort of rundown of the prosperity gospel, but what it came to be was, if you showed signs of favor, Wealth, health, um, you know, those are kind of the biggest ones, right? Wealth and health is always what we're after. Um, again, why MLMs are rampant. And, well, and, and that's and can appeal quite to on it with MLM because MLMs are all wealth about- and health. Yeah, yeah. Wealth and health. So anyways, so wealth and health became indicators that would tell you, okay, clearly God is favoring this person. Now, I, we can poke all sorts of holes in that, and, and it doesn't really make any sense, but it is what people started to use as a marker. Okay, so if you have a good fortune in business, if you have like a pretty good, you know, decent family, um, you're, you're probably in because God has favored you. Well, then, uh, you know, there's a, um, uh, the, uh, the, there's a book called The Protestant work ethic and the spirit of capitalism, right? And it talks about how this idea of if you have health, if you have wealth, then you have God's favor. It means you're in. It's a signal to everybody else that you're in. You're part of God's elect. You're going to heaven. You know, you're doing the Lord's work. Um, that's why uh, cap- may, maybe one of the, the biggest factors why capitalism and this sort of insane work ethic really took root in the United States because yeah. Protestantism took root here and everybody had to prove it wasn't just like you stumbled into health and wealth and you know therefore you're blessed by God no you're going to work for health and wealth you're going to work your ass off for it and then that's going to prove to everybody that God has chosen you and that you're in so people did they worked their ass off and it still happens to this day people work their ass off and there's that whole idea of if you fail you didn't work hard enough and i think that the prosperity gospel ties in to to that idea too um if you fail ever at anything and my you know it, there's it's for no other reason than you just didn't work hard enough there's a problem with your character you're lazy 
you know, you're, you clearly do not have God on your side. You need to get right with God. You need to, and I, and you know, even the, the whole thing, I'm all over the place here, but even the whole idea of coming back to your why, I hear that as getting right with God or something, you know, really getting yourself in order. Your mindset, um, getting the right mindset. Your mindset, getting yes. the right mindset, right? It's like, clearly you're effed up. And that's why this isn't working out for you. So it's, it's, and there's no other, you know, way to understand it. You talk a lot about having influence and having, you know, if you already have a million Instagram followers, you could almost do anything and promote anything and be able to have a return on your investment in that way. But no, 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 no. Somebody who has one Instagram follower and is trying to, you know, hustle and do everything that they can try to do to boost their following and, and get traction um, in an MLM or any, any, you know, kind of a, a sales, um, they're just not working hard enough because they're not, you know, seeing results. And so they need to get their mindset. They need to come back to their why they need to do all these things. So it ends up, what ends up happening is that people become judged, like severely judged for having lack of character, for, for, for having something seriously wrong in them. Um, if things aren't working out for them. Um, it will be interesting to see at this time because we have we have we have some interesting stuff going on. Some people can work from home, right? And as everybody's sort of locking down, people who can work from home seem to be having some kind of steadiness in their life. And um, it'll be interesting to see what kind of societal divisions are created and what kind of judgments are created around this. I I really do hope so sincerely that we take a look around us and we see how all of us are being affected and impacted and we can poke some holes in the idea that if things aren't going well for you that it's because of some moral failing on your part sometimes shit goes down it just does and we're impacted by it and it doesn't matter if you're a good person or a bad person um you know it it, it what did those categories even mean I don't even know but you know we all are impacted by wonderful things happening in our lives and horrible things happening in our lives and it's just the way it is so um so it'll be interesting to see I'm not sure I'm not sure where people are going to go with it but but we'll see so that's my quick and dirty rundown of some <laughs> prosperity gospel pieces. well I mean <laughs> I, I, I really yeah. see so much of that going on right now. And, and it's interesting that you bring like, okay, because I work from home, not MLM. I always, I always feel like I have to say that. And I know to my audience, I don't, but I still feel here, like here. that. I work from home. That I do. Yeah. Not MLM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, but my husband's not working now. So it's not like, you know, so you still have obligations, but it's this whole idea of us, you know, coming together at this time and helping each other out. And like here in Houston, I talked about this last night when I did a live stream, you know, we're good when it comes to hurricanes. We, we know how to prepare for that. We know how to go out and help our neighbors, but now it's like, keep away from me. How do you help when you can't be together? It's, it's so different. And, you know, going, taking it back to the prosperity gospel, I think there are going to be I guess some of the elite, if you will, that they will be looking at their position as that blessing from God, so to speak, as that they are doing the right things. And, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of freaked out too about you know, hoarding this damn toilet paper. It's like, seriously, 
<laughs> and now, okay, I'm always afraid of running out of toilet paper. I, I, I always, always. But now it's like I'm using less because I'm like paranoid. I'm not going to have any. <laughs> you know, so I think our lives are changing a lot. But one of the things that I think will happen is definitely um, remote working. I think companies mm-hmm. are going to become open to that because they're going to need to reduce costs. One way is to not have all these office buildings that you're paying for the electricity and the this and the that and the everything and be more flexible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people aren't going to be able to afford daycare. I mean, it, it just, it ripples into so many different things. So in some and then I worry about this, going back to kind of like the prosperity gospel and people who like follow like quiverful and that sort of a thing, because people who've been homeschooling, you know, they know how to teach their kids at home. Most people don't do that. And most people are having to do that. So I keep thinking like, are cults like that going to arise or become stronger going back to the Christian work ethic and all of that stuff? Is that going to see a, see a resurgence of that? And it kind of, it makes me very uncomfortable at the thought of that. But at the same time, because me growing up, when my um, mom and dad had a restaurant, my parents weren't around a lot. And all I wanted was just my mom and dad to be, that's all I wanted. So I think it's great that, you know, parents can be with their kids. I know they're going to go nutty and wackadoo and all of that, but there's, we have been going for a while now where families weren't spending a lot of time together because there was like running all over the place doing so much. So maybe in some weird way, some kind of a reset will help us figure out what are our real priorities. What is really, just like what we're having to deal with right now of like, is, what is it called? Like necessities, like, um, what is it? Not essential or non-essential because that's what yeah. we're dealing here. Like, is this an essential thing you have to do or is it non-essential? Like going and getting a haircut, that's non-essential. Getting groceries, that's essential. It's essential, right? Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just speaking personally, we, we've been having actually some really fun times as a family in all of this and just slowing down and not having to run around so much and not be here and there and be so overscheduled. It's been weird. It's been a little um, uncomfortable for a minute, but, um, but it's also been kind of lovely when we, we kind of finish up whatever we're doing for the day of Jesse's working on the bathroom remodel and I'm, you know, logging off from my at-home non-MLM work. Um, (laughs) And, uh, you know, and then we just sort of walk upstairs, we make dinner and then we say, you know, um, should we, should we do a craft? Should we watch a movie? Like, you know, who knows? Who knows what we are going to do? But it's kind of nice to not know and just sort of decide what we feel on the whim rather than sort of having whatever our evening activity is be so scheduled out and whether or not we want to do it at that given time, it's like, we have to, you know, we're so committed, overcommitted. And so, um, so that's been lovely. Has that been your experience? Well, I'm such a homebody anyway. I'm such an introvert. It's like, you know, I mean, it last Thursday was the last time I went out and interacted with the world when I went to the grocery store, you know, it's like, you know, I walk the dogs, I deal with my husband and it's like, and that's about, that's about it. And I talk to people through social media and a lot of times I'm doing research or or I'm working. So, I mean, I'm, I'm already someone who has, I guess, self-locked down a lot, if that's a thing. 
um, before all of this went on. But it's nice having my husband around because he's someone, he likes to always be going, always be going, always, always, always be going. Last um, weekend, he had to take some wine because somebody from the restaurant was getting married. So he took wine, more wine for the wedding. And he stayed there at the wedding, he ended up staying overnight and everything. And I think that he stayed in San Antonio. <laughs> he was in the hill country. And so that was like a little get together for him. And so he's all about these get togethers. And myself, I'm thinking, well, you'll drive up there. It's a couple of hours for the wedding. And then, you know, maybe a more couple more hours for like hanging out and then you'll come home. He never thought of it like that because he's thinking of like having fun with everyone. So we are very different. So now the only time that he has gone to work was like for doing the inventory. But now he's home like he's, he's in, his room is called the rich dome. That's, that's what it is. I, I named it the rich dome. I even, I even <laughs> made a rock that says rich dome on it for him. I do some hand-painted rocks, haven't done that in a while, but it's nice to be able to, like, in a little bit, we'll take the dogs for a walk or whatever, and, you know, like, and he's being able to, like, work on some things, because he writes lists for fun, that's his entertainment, he has a list of every movie he's ever watched, he has a list about baseball, he has a list on music, and re- it just, he likes doing that, I mean, as I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I know if we all have like, our things exactly and, I, and I'm like you know as long his dad used to do the same thing you know it's, it's definitely like this this trait and I'm like if you are happy doing that knock yourself out if that's what can fill your time so he's being able to like focus on stuff that he normally doesn't focus on so in a lot of ways that whole slowing down because we are forced to slow down. Now, the thing that I have seen a little bit on social media, I got a little pissed. I mean, imagine, I know me getting heated about something. (laughs) Just never happens. No, no No way. But as people who are doing like social media coaching for people who are in multi-level marketing Mm -hmm. and, you Mm -hmm. know, basically kind of like trying to coach them through this so that they can like build influence now so people will take action later and I'm thinking okay number one let all of that go just let that go it doesn't matter you know I mean none of that matters and it's like and I and I saw a little bit of a live this person did and they they got and it was on Facebook and they got it's not the same as super chat like you do that in YouTube it's like something else but I'm like oh okay somebody just sent them money and I'm like and this person doesn't need it that person who sent it probably needs it more and so I find that very disturbing that people are and what really bugs me is that they use religion yeah, and they use words, you know, surrounding the Bible and, and stuff all about this. And I'm sitting in the pit of my stomach. I am like, how dare you? Just how, to me, that is just so wrong and it's dirty and it's low. It's because you're trying to look like you're a good, you're good, but you're really not. I mean, talk about wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Yes. There is so much. um, Some people are just straight up outright about it. I saw a woman the other day talking about how Jesus put something on her heart to tell, (laughs) you know, so-and-so to join their team and like all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well that's like right out there. Um, But you know, 
even just language, even just language that really focuses on um, being there for your family. I mean, that's to me, I, I know it doesn't, it, you know, that seems pretty neutral to a lot of people, but I, I think it really is like religiously coded language. Um, so it, it sort of cues people on um, this sort of, you know, God and family. And mm -hmm. I mean, even though the Bible has a whole lot of stuff about family that <laughs> is very weird and doesn't necessarily um, support the idea of, uh, of, uh, of unconditional approval of family life. Um, anyways, so it's, but so there's the, this, this cue and prosperity or, or, you know, uh, contributing to the family or, you know, all these things. I mean, I think that it does tug on something that for many people is, um, pretty religiously rooted, like where, you know, for a lot of people who would go to Sunday school or hear, hear sermons or, or, you know, and I'm definitely talking from a more of a, I grew up Christian. I'm, I'm becoming Jewish now, but like, so I be, grew up Christian. So I, I kind of know about these things. <laughs> and, you know, to me, this is some coded language because when did we talk most about family? When did we talk about the importance of family? It was regarding church. It was regarding religion and the importance of the family. And, and, um, uh, and so I don't know. So I, I think a lot of times there is this kind of coded language. Um, oh, I wanted to mention something else about the prosperity gospel regarding to, with regards to MLM. There is an idea too. Um, I think, I think this is my opinion and it, maybe it's not a popular opinion. I think most people are very hard workers. I've met very few people in my life who are not hard workers um, and maybe I'm just not meeting the right people. I don't know. I do think the vast majority of people are hard workers. I think most people have good intentions, you know, you know, and I think that's actually why we get in trouble with people who don't have good intentions is because most people do. So we're used to, to dealing with that. And then when somebody comes around and has horrible intentions, we, we can't really, you know, protect ourselves against it. It's very difficult to do that. So we, that's something that's a learned behavior. It. No, we don't. No, because I because day to day we can trust that the vast majority of people we come in contact with are good people, hard workers, you know, good intentions, and not trying to screw us over. So, um, because people see themselves like that, because most people are, and so they rightfully see themselves like that, um, and then they're struck with this twisted narrative of the prosperity gospel where. Um, you know, so people work really hard to, to, to earn the, the, the health and the wealth in order to show that they're, that they're um, elect, right? So then it's sort of twisted and flipped on its head. And it's like, well, I know I'm good. I know I'm a hard worker. Clearly things will work out for me. There's no way that I can't win at this because good people win. And I'm sorry to be a downer, <laughs> but... Good people, I think in the I think in the long run, in a long view of history, right? Martin Luther King said the arc of history is is long, but it bends towards justice, and I do believe that. But I think for and we can just just look at Jesus. Uh, things didn't work out too too great for him if you <laughs> if you put Jesus up on a pedestal. If if you consider Jesus a, a great prophet or your savior or what, however you understand him, um, for individual people, it doesn't work out that way. Good. You know, the, there's another great book. It's called When Bad Things Happen to, to Good People. You know, it, and 
and the whole premise of that of that book isn't trying to explain why it happens. It just is taken as a given in that book that bad things are going to happen to good people. Good things are going to happen to bad people too. We see that all the damn time and we get upset about it. But for some reason, it doesn't make us question that idea that that if you're a good person, good things will always happen to you. No, good things will happen to you. Bad things will happen to you. It's all going to happen to you. And so, so one of the things I think the coding about this prosperity gospel that's often used, it's like, you know, I, I know you're amazing. I know you're in the love bombing. I know you're going to kill it. You're going to rock this. It's going to be awesome. You're such a cool person. You know, you're all, the, it's going to be, it's going to work out great for you because you're great. And how can you argue with that if you buy into that worldview that if you're a good person, things will work out for you? Um, and then just unfortunately, that's just not how it happens. And, and it sucks. And I wish it were different, but it, but it isn't. We all know that. Just take a step back in your own life. If you're bristling at this, if you're saying, you know, wait, 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 wait. Just, are you saying that we shouldn't be good? No, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be good. Like also, try to be a horrible person. Very rarely can good people be horrible for very long. It just doesn't really work. Um, so, you know, just take a step back in your own life. I'm sure most of you out there are really great people, like really kind and loving people. Of course, you've done some shitty things in your life. We all have, but like, just take a step back and, and think about your life and about all the wonderful things that have happened to you. And then also think about all the crappy things that have happened to you. Some of them you contributed to, some of them you didn't have anything to do with, and they happened nonetheless. So I think the sooner we can get this, there's um, also this idea about uh, when, when folks are sort of using this religious language and talking about the, they might talk about the plan God has, maybe this is, maybe this is, they might not even use the word God. Sometimes they'll outright say, yeah, I think this might be the plan God has for you. Other times I hear them saying things like, um, you know, maybe this, maybe you're this person right now. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you're just not really knowing where you want to go in life. And maybe you're not fulfilled right now, or maybe you're, you know, this, that, or the other. And maybe this is just the thing for you. They might as well just put God in there. They, maybe this is just the thing. This came around at just the right time. There's a reason you're seeing this. There's a reason that we're talking together. Right now. There's a reason you clicked on this thing, you know, Okay, you may not use the word God, but that, if that isn't religious language, I don't know, I don't know what is. So, um, so that's, uh, and of course I just totally lost my point with all this, but you know, so I think that that's some kind of coding too around using religious language for the MLMs and, and digging into this idea of, um, oh, here's where I was going with it. The idea of God's plan. So this is another thing about prosperity gospel, because the Protestants were really into the idea that everything was preordained by God, which means God planned it all out. Anything that happens, God already planned it out. God already, I've heard this too, God already knows that this was going to happen. God already has this planned out for you. Do you want to just get in line with God's plan for you? Oh my gosh. Anyways, so the Protestants had this idea, and it was, it was very much in line with this um, with this idea of, the, of prosperity being a signal of electness too, because God already preordained who's elected, who's not. It was already decided. So, um, so that's a fascinating thing. Catholicism, like you could work for it. Like Alicia could work for it. Um, although that caused anxiety because are you working enough for it? Oh, we could talk about Martin Luther all the time. Martin Luther was a 
crazy person. He was an he was called a scroop, which means that he would be in confession constantly. Because if he just had one like teeny little, he thought he was going to go to hell, and he was always confessing, always confessing. So the idea that he might put forward or he might support an idea where you can't really work for your station, it's already been done, that might have eased his anxiety a little bit, right? So not to say that, that there wasn't some good things that came out of the Reformation. I'm not like, you know, the Reformation shouldn't have ever happened. But you have a person who has extreme anxiety about they're doing enough. Oh my gosh, am I gonna, you know, I had this horrible thought, I'm burning in hell. Oh, you know, and they're freaking out all the time. They have this anxiety. It might be nice for them to know that it's all a plan and they can just like pull back from it. It's all a plan. It's all been preordained. Um, so you have this idea of it being preordained. And, and then as we talked about, you have to figure out who, who was it that was elected? I mean, okay, so yeah, some people are chosen. Some people aren't, it's all been preordained. Okay, fine. Um, but now we need to know who, who has won this lottery, this God lottery, apparently that, that we we're in. So, um, so then you get into the prosperity piece. The issue is when you're talking about this idea of a plan and God having planned all of this out, um, I think I, I just want people to take a step back when they're thinking about this. Um, I, if I might just share a really troubling story. Uh, from when I was a hospital chaplain. I was a hospital chaplain and um, I would be called in to <sighs> horrifying situations. And there was one night um, I was called down because a, a young girl was brought in, a very young girl who had been, um, who had been raped and beaten. Awful situation. And I was coming down, her, her family pastor zoomed in and I was like, that's fantastic. Like his hair was in curlers. He had like, it was, it was in like his, his night clothes. Like, but I was like, that's a, that's a good pastor, right? Who would just like swoop into this um, family emergency. So I just kind of stood outside at that point, then my role became support. So if anybody needed water or tissues, um, if anybody was going to, uh, I dealt with this a lot, if anybody was going to faint, I just needed to be close by so I could help to, to make sure they didn't have, a, have an impact on the ground, you know, all these things. So I'm just kind of standing outside the curtained area, just being available. And I'm listening to the pastor talk to the family. And one of the things the pastor said was, this was all part of, this is all part of God's plan. I get that he was trying to say this to comfort the family who were probably thinking that God had abandoned them. I would have felt like God had abandoned me in that moment. Um, I love the theological conversations about the presence and absence of God. It's, it's very fascinating and wonderful, but I understand what he was trying to do. And it made me sick to my stomach still, right? Because to hear a pastor say, that the beating and rape of a young girl was part of God's plan. I can't have anything to do with that God. That's a horrible God, right? So all of these things are of a piece. The idea of a plan, the idea of prosperity, predestination, and prosperity being used to, to be able to point to who was elect and who was not. All of these things are part of this web 
that I, you know, I call the web of gross Christianity. And there's like a really very lovely forms of Christianity and there are really nasty, disgusting forms of Christianity. And that's gross Christianity. Whenever I would introduce myself to people when I, I did identify as Christian, I would say, I'm a Christian, I'm not that kind of a Christian. And they would know exactly what I meant. Um, and so here's what I wanna suggest in this time. And I think this all kind of comes together. In this time, um, it isn't about God, like everything, God knows everything that's going to happen. That's not, also, I don't understand where free will falls in there. That's always been the problem with this, right? Where does free will is also a deep theological concept. So where does free will fall in if God is just like controlling everything? I do think that a more helpful model for people, especially in times like this, is to consider God not behind everything, sort of having laid it out like dominoes and then just going like this and knocking the dominoes over, but to consider this God or spirit or however you want to, I don't know, whatever, the energy of the universe, I don't know, whatever you want to do with it, whatever word works for you, um, at the forefront of everything that's happening, trying to draw it towards some kind of goodness. So I think if we, I, I do kind of feel like if we can start switching our minds, and I think that's something that um, you're doing. I see that happening with you. You were in this horrible situation. You could think that God planned for you to get screwed over by this MLM. That was God's plan. Or can you imagine this like wonderful spirit energy, God, universal energy, whatever you want to call it, drawing you forward from that experience to do some good in the world. That seems to be more of a life-giving, more of an opening, um, hopeful, um, kind of get our asses in gear to do, to, to, to make a, an impact on the world and to, and to not say that our pain has been punishment from God, but to say that our pain could potentially be transformed into some kind of um, hope and comfort and change that would be beneficial to humanity. I've been lecturing now for a really long time. So I'm going to throw it back to you, your thoughts about everything that I just like brain dumped onto this. So all, all of that was beautiful because myself, it's like, I, I'm not religious. Now I have a minor in theology. I've studied all kinds of religion. I have a master's in anthropology, all that stuff. I mean, it's like, I love, I love studying um, belief systems. They just fascinate the hell out of me. It's like, why do you think like this and how, you know, that how all the pieces fit together is I'm just enamored by all of that. But as you were talking and now I had somewhere I was going and that train got derailed. Isn't that funny how that happened? <laughs> but, um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It, it, it's fine. I, I would have, and I've all, I've been raped myself. I would have a hard time if somebody said, Oh, well, that was just a plan. Now, out of anything I've gone through in my life, and I would say that most people have gone through their lives, people do, I don't know, rise to the occasion, so to speak, you know, pick themselves up in some way, and it, they may have to claw their way there. It may take a long time for some people because we're all on the, we're not going to respond in the same way. Just like right now with what we're going through, we're not responding to it in the same way with the way we experience anxiety. Some people are going out there and buying a crap load of toilet paper. And I'm like, WTF, you know, 
Other people are like, I'm going to push my MLM. It's like, you don't know. So I don't want to say there's a right or a wrong way. Cause I don't think there is a right or a wrong way in this instance, because it's just the world gone mad. Um, but I, and I did, I'm trying to figure out where I was going with this. <laughs> so I'm just brambling. <laughs> Keep talking. I'll, I'll Keep go talking. Somewhere. You'll I'll, get there. Keep talking. I'll go, I'll go somewhere eventually. But, um, oh, I know what I was going to say. So the whole plan, the concept of, quote, God's plan. Well, within any multi-level marketing, there's always basically a plan that you follow. If you just follow these steps, you are going to be rewarded with wealth. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, you know, I've talked to so many people and including myself, my own experience. I did all the steps, all the steps for a very long time. I paid into the system a lot. But you know, the, and the sick thing is they'd be like, oh, you just didn't do it long enough. You could, should have kept at it. Yep. You, just, you just, you just, you know, if you would have just kept at it, that you, you're a quitter because you quit. What the hell is that? Yeah, or did you, did you really do it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And that to me too is some coded religious ass language. Cause think about it. I've heard, I've gone to church. I've been kind. I've been loving. I've supported my family. I've, you know, why do I have cancer? Because some people get fucking cancer because that's just the way it is, you know? And, uh, you know, it's just all of the things that, um, this is just a fallacy about we can do something to completely prevent any terrible thing happening to us. And we can't, we can't prevent terrible things happening to us. Not all of them, at least. I mean, some things, you know, just use your brain. You can kind of prevent some stuff. Um, but like, it, it just doesn't work that way. And same with the MLM. There's, there's never such a thing as following steps to get like this massive wealth. And of course, we can look at the income disclosure statements to see, see the effectiveness of the program and the, and the plan, right? Well, so, absolutely. Um, so yeah. So I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, so I really appreciate you pointing that out. Those people who are saying that, because, you know, it goes back to being indoctrinated into the MLM cult, because to me, you know, multi-level marketing overall, it's like one great, big, huge cult. And then there's just like these little different little ones, little bitty mini, it's all part of the same thing. They all function in the same way. You know, you can call it something else. You can change the language. They all function the same way. It's, it's, it's not like, and everybody always wants to think theirs is different. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what that person said. That's what everybody thinks that you think that until you don't, you think that until you finally go, Hmm, maybe this isn't, maybe, maybe this really is not working out because yeah, it's not, you know, and it, it wasn't meant to, but that whole plan thing, they'll, they'll just throw it. It goes back to, you didn't work hard enough. You didn't do it long enough, you know, um, and going back to your stinking why, I just want to just bitch slap someone if they were to tell me to go back to my why. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I love it. I love it. <sighs> well, okay, so here's the deal. I just like a personal story. So I was valedictorian of my high school. I went to a great college. I went to a great grad school. 
uh, met a nice man, you know, we settled down, got out of grad, you know, also great marks in grad school, um, uh, you know, did a lot of stuff in my community. I did the internships, I did the, you know, got the job and had the baby. And I did, like, if you're talking about it, everything, but, 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 did the whole thing. And where did I end up? I ended up with a broken marriage. I ended up, you know, leaving an entire career um, and, and trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. I ended up um, in the hospital because of mental and emotional exhaustion and depression. I ended up with a mound of student debt that I will probably die with. Thank you. Um, and, you know, all these things happen. Now, <laughs> I'm sorry. I still like, as I'm even saying all this stuff, because, you know, and then a million more, like even beyond that wonderful things happened in my life following that. But the point of it is, is everybody will tell you that there's, there's a plan. Everybody has that. And this can come back to our conversation about this is a great time for to start because in any time of uncertainty, in any time where we're just not really quite sure ooh, what we should do, if we're really scared, um, then a couple of things can, number one, you can be disabused of your notion that like, good things happen to good people. You can sort of step back and say, oh, I don't, I don't think that that is something that really holds true all the time, the vast majority of the time. Okay. So that can happen and you can kind of relax. You can start to have a lot more grace for the people in your life. You can be a, become a terribly compassionate person. Like that can happen. Or you can say, I need a plan. I need just somebody to tell me that they know what to do. And if I just do the thing that they tell me to do, then everything will be okay. And, um, and that's why right now, like you said <laughs> earlier, you know, I wonder what kind of cults are going to pop up around. This is a really great time for people. If you're, if you're in the market to become a cult leader, now's the time to do it. <laughs> so I think people will be pretty receptive to that message. There are a lot of people who are freaked out. There's a lot of people who are so freaked out that they just want any, they won't fact check you. They won't, none of it. They won't care. They won't look you up. They won't even consider where you're coming from. They won't consider the impact it'll have long-term on their lives. If you will walk up to them and tell them that you have the answer, and if they just do this, this, and this, everything will be fine, then they'll take you up on it. So just, you know, uh, <laughs> for budding cult leaders out there, aspiring cult leaders, there, there you go. <laughs> You, well, yeah. And I, I mean, as you were saying that, but I'm also thinking of people in MLM because then the, especially the people like on top or even the kind of the mid people that are trying to claw their way up to the top, I, they can leverage this as like, well, you can't trust, you know, that a job will be around because you've seen what happened, you know, but if you do mm. this and look, our supply chain is still up and running you'll be able to get all the things you need. You just order it online. It will be delivered. It's auto shipped. It's fabulous. I think there may be people that are open to that. Now, the only problem is going to be those people who are open to it don't have money right now, or they're going to run out unless, you know, we don't know really what's going to happen. And that's the whole thing is that there's so much uncertainty. But I also saw there was one company, somebody, I can't remember who I saw it on Instagram, someone I followed, but somebody who like waived the joining fee. I think they're, we're going to see a lot of 
things like that being waived that you don't need to do that. And I even see them like probably doing something with their personal volume and whatever of like having a time period where you don't need to do like doing something to get people in because people mm-hmm. will definitely, there's a lot of people running around going, what am I going to do? I mean, uh, we were talking about this um, earlier. It's like here in Houston, we have something like 13,000 restaurants. I mean, there's a bazillion restaurants here. All of those people, pretty much most all of them, they don't have work, you know? I mean, I think about like the little nail salons, they don't have work. You know, someone, someone's a massage therapist. Well, you know what? You don't want to be around. There's just so many different things. And so people are going to be looking for that answer. And if that answer happens to be join Herbalife, join Amway, join Beachbody, I think that that there will be some that will be more receptive, but it also goes back to, but how can you stay in it when you, you can't eat when you don't have money yourself? Right. We'll see how like waving, right. Waving the fee is a, is a great way to get started, right. To, to get people in. Um, yeah, it will be really interesting. Um, they, uh, there, I was looking at the COVID-19 like government website today, just to kind of like, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, if any of us get sick in my house, like what should we do? And they have a lot of great, um, it was actually really fantastic information. I suggest anybody go and check it out about, um, if somebody in your household does get sick and you know, where they kind of need to be and the sanitary precautions that need to be taken. Um, it was, it was actually really lovely and it, um, um, answered a lot of questions for me and it actually dissipated a lot of my, you know, concern. I mean, we're all very healthy in my household. I, I don't have much concern around it. However, you know, um, it, there was still some there. So anyways, but on the website, there was a whole thing about like scams and like, yeah, it's going to be a lot of scams and how to avoid scams. And I suggest everybody look at that because we just talked about cults and we just talked about MLMs, but this is just like prime scam time. People who are out there ready to launch a scam are just into it. There's going to be, I mean, we've already seen a bunch of it. People saying that they have, you know, cures. And uh, there was some guy talking about the other day drinking bleach. There's like this whole community of people who drink bleach. Like, don't please, like, let's, let's just, just slow down. Let's listen to our scientists and our, our, our medical professionals. Let's go ahead and, and just take a step back and let's not run after um, what crazy people or uh, you know scam artists are selling right now because this is prime scam time. And I was really impressed that I, I, um, I want to take a look at it again, um, that they included uh, in terms of staying well during this time, how to avoid being scammed. And I thought that was fantastic. So good on that. Well, maybe I'll do a video on that of like how not to be scammed during this time because, you know, really, honestly, I I, I think people need to consider that. And I think what you said is so important is that sometimes we do need to just slow down and take a breath. I know like yesterday I was having like an anxiety attack as I was like, I was in a meeting trying to do something. It's like my brain wasn't functioning. It's like, I go through these waves. It's like, I, I, Obviously, no. Who feels right in the head right now? I mean, do you feel right in the head? No, no, no. I had mine this morning. I was like pacing and calling everybody I know, and I was like, "What is happening?" 
Yeah, it was, it was wild. It's hard for those friends who can kind of like talk us down. <laughs> well, and then, because and I've, my genre is horror and I love like watching post-apocalyptic type stuff. And so then my head starts going in all kinds of bizarre places and I'm like, Alanda, stop it. Just shut up. So you know, refocus here because I mean, you can get yourself all kinds of twisted, you know? Um, Alanda, <laughs> turn off the walking dead. Maybe watch some old reruns of Friends. Like just <laughs> well, that's why I put up like that thing about comedy movies today on my community tab is like people need to have a relief, but in in terms of um avoiding a scam, whether it is uh covid nineteen or m l m or whatever, take a step back, take a deep breath try to try to refocus and readjust yourself, and you just froze on me but it says it's still recording. So hopefully you'll pop back up. Otherwise I'll just keep rambling unless it just pops off for me. I don't know. Um, but if, if we take a step back and regain some clarity, because I think sometimes just like what I can do in my head during all of this is like, just go on this trajectory that it is, land of the the cuckoo club once you do slow down take that breath and start think oh she okay she must have um lost connections well hopefully she'll come back on and hopefully i'll remember to edit this and if i don't well you're going to hear me rambling anyway well like i was saying i guess i'll talk to you since you're here and i'm here um if we do just slow down a little bit and then try to try to think logically, try to think, um, does this make sense? I think it goes back to critical thinking. And I think that's something that I do worry about at this time of such stress is if people are going to be thinking critically or if they're going to kind of, um, that's going to shift for them. Okay. And she's back. <laughs> I just sent you an email. I was like, I think the internet gods, like give us an unspecified time limit. And then they're like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you, I just kept on talking. So it was like, I'm like, I'm like I, went, <laughs> I just I kept going. Of it. I heard some of it. <laughs> and I, and I told, uh, uh, I told okay, the, fill me in, fill me in. What did I miss? Well, I don't know when, when you stopped hearing it. And it's like, God knows. I mean, what I said, I, I don't remember. But I was talking about slowing down. Like, you know, that sometimes, you know, because I was talking about my mind, the trajectory where it can go when I get all wound up because I can go to some places. But when you slow down and kind of refocus and, and think critically. But I think right now, this is at a time where people's critical thinking skills may be very thin, you know? It's going to be hard for them because people want an answer. Yep. People want a time frame. You know, we all do. We're human beings. We 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 need we need a plan. We need a plan. Yeah, plan. we need a plan. <laughs> we need a stinking plan, and there's no plan. That's the kicker, right? We need a plan, but how well do plans work? I know. What are we gonna do? You know, let's let's talk about what's been helpful to each of us. I think that you know that might be. Um, we were doing in, in my synagogue, we had um, online services last night and it was, they had a really cool function where at one point in the service, it, 
it automatically broke us out into into um, twos, and we could just like chit chat with each other for a second and check in and see how things were going and like uh, what's been particularly difficult, but also you know what's been sort of like helping us get through this. And so we had a time to share that, which was actually really lovely. So um, so. Let, let's talk about that. Can we do that for yeah. just a second? Talk about Why not? What's working for you? What's working for you? Oh. Well, you know, okay. One of my besties now is another YouTuber, Monica Sambita. She and I sit there and do like voice clips to each other, like, like all day long, you know, about stuff, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, all, and it's so funny because it's like, as we learn more about each other, it's like, my gosh, we are so much alike, you know, it was like same favorite movies. There's like so many things that's like, wow, we're scary, like so much alike, but it's also cool because then I, yeah. I know I can like just talk freely and not feel like, well, someone's going to judge me for what I'm going to say. Because in sometimes in our talks, we may say some things that I wouldn't necessarily say to the world because, you know, you just, you know, people may judge and it might be out of frustration or just like whatever's going on. So for me, having that connection with her through YouTube has been really beautiful because it has helped me know like, oh, there's someone who gets me, you know, someone who, who understands, someone who also does YouTube, someone who has been in MLM, someone who's dealing with a lot of things. And a lot of our background, we've gone through a lot of the same kinds of struggles too. So we've been able to really connect in that. And for me personally, that has been very helpful. The other thing I think that has helped me is my dogs. <laughs> I mean, that might sound really goofy, but trying to remember, let's, let's go outside a little bit more. Let me walk with you guys a little bit more. I mean, I know those are very simple things. And I guess the other thing, and I shared it with you, was the link to HelloFresh. Because I was like, you know, I don't want to be out around people. And, you know, so having something come to me that I can like make some really great recipes from has been fabulous because it's also tasty. And, you know, I'm not having to fight somebody over for a carrot. You know, it's like the carrot comes to me. <laughs> you know, and I have to say thank you for that. Um, we're going to be making one of the recipes tonight. I, I don't know if you're at all sponsored by HelloFresh, but I'm going to say hashtag not sponsored as I'm saying this, but we made one recipe the other night and it was really fantastic. So so uh, thanks for sharing um, that link. But I think one thing you said that is really critical, and I think it also ties into our conversation about the scam, is that the stuff that'll really get us through right now is very simple. It's not getting, it's not making things more complicated. Making things more complicated right now is just going to have us running in circles. And, and sometimes we need to run in circles because we just need to burn off energy. I get it. I get that because otherwise you're going to be in your head and you're going to be crazy and drive yourself nuts. However, the things that are really going to ultimately in the long run get you through it are those simple things like having a connection with somebody with whom you can be totally uncensored because you share a very deep and, and, you know, mystical bond, you know, um, and I totally see that with you, Monica. Um, but so having that and having pets, having, having a, a thing that, you know, that you're taking care of and that you love and that's giving you love and it's getting you outside. Nature is such the rabbis at, at, at my school are talking all the time about just get outside for just a minute. Just look at a tree just, you know, because you'll like understand that the world is still spinning and you know it's okay. And it's not falling apart right now. Um, but I think that, and again, just to avoid this, these scams, scams will make, um, 
a scammer will sell you something saying it's really simple, but ultimately it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of energy and a lot of running around on your part and a, and a lot of twisting yourself up. And I think right now, ultimately it's like simplify as much as possible. I think that's working for a lot of people. I too have those friends who are like, if I had a nickel for every time this week, I called a friend and said, am I, am I bad for thinking of this? Am I just a bad person for thinking this? Or is just like nobody else saying it, but everybody else is thinking it. And it's, it's been so nice to be like, no, 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 you're not a bad person for thinking that. I've thought that too. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, I mean, nothing like, you know, nothing crazy, but just being like, you know, this isn't making sense, is it? Like, am I a bad person for saying that this doesn't really seem to make any sense? And, you know, anyways. And so, um, uh, so that's been super helpful for me and, um, eating, exercising, exercising. I actually just, um, I don't know, there's a gal on YouTube who I really like named Rebecca Louise and she does, you know, she has like a little program and I've never purchased her program before. It's not expensive. Um, and I just finally was like, you know what, I'm going to purchase her program. And I've been doing that for the last, like several days I amped up my exercise and it has been fantastic, fantastic to just like move my body. It's cold in Minnesota right now. I can't really get outside. I don't like it to be cold. So I can't really, I also don't like it to be hot. So I'm in a really, I'm in a pickle. And when it comes to <laughs> Minnesota, I have like a two weeks where I can be outside. So, um, so anyways, but yeah, so, you know, just getting kind of my blood pumping and, and, um, has been really, really good for me. And then just stay, like you said, staying connected to people, just texting somebody or just like hopping on a Zoom or a Google Hangout or, you know, whatever, whatever, if you're FaceTimer or whatever, um, just to say, hey, uh, I have a friend, I, we're going to try to set up a Google Hangouts happy hour and just like be in our homes and sharing a glass of wine with each other and chit-chatting. And I think that that'll be really lovely. So, um, so yeah, but I think like it's it's the simple basic things that are going to help us get through this and not go crazy and um and yeah, and I hope that's that's helpful to to some folks. I know I know people really want like some crazy wild things, you know, uh for for how to get through this and 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 make it through and there has to be some crazy wild thing and there just isn't, you know. Well, I, I think that number one, we're all in this together. We, I mean, we're yeah. all, you know, we're all experiencing this. So, I mean, to me, I, I, something that I try to think about is be just a little bit kinder, you know, yeah. you just to yourself and to others. I mean, something else that has been helpful to me, because I mean, I, I sometimes like I'll, I'll do a whole bunch of Insta stories sometimes where I'm just talking about, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, it's like, I don't have some grand plan on any of that, but you know, I, but I feel like I'm maybe some of the is hearing something that I say and it's helpful to them using my community tab in that way, people, you know, commenting on my videos and me being able to talk to them, that makes me feel connected too. And so I've really enjoyed that. And, you know, I'm thinking of like doing some more live streams because I really do want to be there for people in some way, even if it's like, I don't have something fancy to do. Let's just hang out. But yeah, I mean, I might just ramble about some weird thing. You know, I even thought about, because I have this book, I, I can't, I'm not going to say if it's the right title, but I think it's like called The White Devil or something, or The Devil of the White City, but it's about a serial killer that was at the World yes. Fair in, in Chicago. And I'm like, 
maybe I yes. can like read online to people. I mean, <laughs> I know that sounds so weird, but I love it. I love it. Story like, time. Yeah. Story time. You know, I'm like, okay, come in. If you want to learn it, I'll read it to you. I may stumble over some words, but you know, I mean, I'm just trying to think of something where people feel like they can come to and just be with someone that they feel that they, they know, because I guess people have seen me in videos or heard my voice and it's like, okay, well, you know, I connect to this chick for whatever reason. She's a little wackadoo, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, that's so awesome. uh, You know, I just am trying to think of how can I help people and also help myself too, you know, I mean, because it's helpful for me to feel like I'm connecting to people and I know people need that as well. So, you know, so those are things that I've been thinking of doing that, you know, and, you know, maybe one day my husband will come on and he'll talk about wine or something, you know, I mean, just, (gasps) that would be fun. Ooh, (laughs) that'd be super fun too. I love it. I love it. You know, you should read some kind of a horrific story and then your husband should pair it with a wine. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Crime and wine. There we go. <laughs> there you go. There we you know, go. What, there's a I think my partner there. Jesse knows the people who do that. Yeah. That they do what oh, they do, crime and go. wine. Yeah. You, I, I love it. I think you should do it. I, I I'd be on board for that. <laughs> yeah, well, we may not have the wine um, on hand, but we could recommend the type of wine. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's totally perfect. That's perfect. Um uh Oh, are we still, you still see me? Cause I'm getting like a, yellow yeah, but you, you froze a little okay. while ago and then you pop back. We're back. Um, oh, the other thing, but I, I think you should definitely do that. Cause I love to like, I would love to hear what he'd have to say. Like you'd share the story with him and then he'd be like, oh, that would pair with a, with a spicy Zinfandel or like <laughs> <laughs> or that's really a buttery Chardonnay. I don't know, whatever. Um, but <laughs> Um, oh, one other thing that I've been doing too, is just like taking a second. So I send a lot of emails in a day. So I work, uh, I work for a, a mental health, um, group private practice. And so, um, I'm constantly sending emails all day long. And, um, one thing I've started to do is in my email, I just sort of at the end of it, I just say, Hey, how you doing? Or if I have to call an insurance company or, you know, whatever on the phone, I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? And, um, I found that people are actually, you know, how usually people just go, like, oh, I'm fine. People are being really honest right now. <laughs> and I like it. You know, I'm going to offer this because it's something that we've done, you know, cause my team we're we're all remote anymore, all around the world. And I think it was like last, not this Friday, the Friday before, um, my manager started it and she like posted a picture of one of her dogs. And then, so we all had like bring your pet to work day. And we, so we were sharing pictures of our pets. Um, Yesterday I found like a really horrible corny joke and put it in there, you know, like just doing little things to, and and then we also shared like natural beauty things like around the world now of how things look so different, like Venice, how it looks so much different now without all the pollution. And, and, you know, and I think about those things, I'm like, and I go back to a a reset. It's like, maybe I talked about my husband about this. I'm like, you know, we can do better. We can do better with how we treat each other. We can do better with how we take care of the planet and what we do. We, we can all just be better. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we can take this time and really think about what can we do so that we can be just a little bit better, 
you know? Yeah. I love that. I really love, I want to look up those pictures too, what Venice looks like with all the pollution and then without the pollution. That yeah. sounds fascinating. It really but, Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Also, I want to just like suggest to people um, if you do run out of toilet paper, there are always old t-shirts that you can cut up and then you can even wash it. I've been trying to get my family on board with this. They will not get on board. I've been like for years, I've been saying, we'll just have a little trash can by the side of the toilet. And just for number one, we'll just use our piece of t-shirt, pop it in there. We'll wash it. It'll be fine. They are not buying it, but I feel like it could be a real good thing for the environment, a good thing for the pocketbook, but you know, whatever, I, you know, hope springs eternal. I think I'll get them on my side at some point. <laughs> well, you know, I guess for number two, there's a washcloth and then there's, you know, you got to rinse that ah! off. <laughs> yep. There is the wash. There's always the washcloth. Oh I mean, gosh. <laughs> we, really we, we will find a way. I, I, we, I think we definitely will find a way. I, I think we're going to find new ways, you know, I think, and I definitely think that work is going to transform dramatically in terms of how we do work and how we work with each other and being understanding if somebody has a sick parent, a sick child or, or whatever, or they are run down, or maybe they're having a bad mental day because, you know, our, our, all of our mental health right now is just taking a beating. And the thing is, is that there's not a single person on this planet that's not dealing with it. And we don't have someone to go to that's not impacted. We're all going to be messed up. Yes. Something else I've thought about is I, I'm just throwing this out there. This is just Alonda's crazy talk. Um, you know, when schools do reopen, I'm kind of wondering, and, and even when we return to work, are we going to need to do, depending on the time frame, are we going to need to do something so that we're reintegrated into society because we will have been away from others for so long and it would be kind of a shock to the systems now all of a sudden you're like in a classroom with you know 20 other people it's like are we going to do things where it has to be a little bit smaller so that people can start feeling comfortable again with each other you know just just things that I think about you know I think you're right I think that I think it would be um I mean, also just like, because I have a religious imagination, I think about it as in terms of sort of a ritual, a ceremony, like that's something that naturally human beings sort of need. I think one of the challenges with all of this is that there was, there really wasn't a, um, any kind of a ritual around shutting everything down. So I think that we just sort of zoomed, we had no transition, we had no kind of space to sort of like really wrap our minds around it. And, and I understand, I get it, but like, I think that's, that's one of the reasons it's really hard for us. Um, human beings are really actually very good at transition. Um, but we didn't have a plan. Not great. We didn't have a plan. There you go. And we didn't have a way like in rituals, the point of ritual is that it frames what's going on yeah. and why it's and, and the importance of it. And, you know, you get all this as an anthropology major. Um, so, you know, so that it's so important. So I think so many of us were kind of like shoved into the situation and we're just like, wait, 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 wait. You know, I, that's how I was feeling earlier this today. And, and yesterday I was just like, this isn't making sense. I just can't like make sense of this. If this is what this person's saying and then this person and this, I'm just like, it just doesn't seem to make sense to me. Um, and so anyways. I think it would be a really great, I'm going to maybe start thinking about it, uh, how to consider what a ritual for when, when this kind of comes to a close or however it ends. I mean, 
you know, they're sort of saying that this could be a cyclical kind of a thing. So, but maybe I guess the worst of it or this time of severe isolation, you know, what would it look like to come back together and honor what had happened and honor the challenges of it and, you know, all of that kind of stuff and then come back together and, and figure out what our new normal together will be like. I don't know what that would look like, but I'm going to definitely start thinking about it for sure. Um, because I don't know what that's going to, it's going to be weird. I mean, yeah. for a lot of, maybe you and me, we were kind of in our homes all the time anyway. I almost feel, does it feel weird to you that it's not weirder for you right now? Like so many people are being yeah. so like, I'm just like, I, I'm like, crap, it doesn't feel that weird for me. Like it's, I'm like, I'm work from home anyway. And you know, I don't leave my house a whole lot. <laughs> like, it's been winter. So in Minnesota, so I really haven't left my house. And like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So oh, my car, sometimes yeah. it, it will like, I won't drive it for weeks, you know, because it's like, yep. I just like walk somewhere. I mean, the yep. biggest place I'll drive to, and it's not even a mile away is like the grocery store because I you know, and there's like a couple of other ones I could go to, but I'm like, Oh, there's one that's literally like maybe a half a mile away. And you know, I'm just, yeah, it's right here. I, 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 I don't know. I guess I'm like a nester. It's like, okay. It's like, this is my radius. It's like, I don't want to go outside of this. I have my little area. That's it. I'm good. I'll do everything that's here. If I have to go beyond that. Uh, yeah, no, not so interested. <laughs> you, you would fit very well in my family. Both my mom, my sister and I are both the same way. And it's like, you know, we love getting together with each other, but sometimes it can be challenging to get, her, get us out of our houses and be together. You know, so like, I, yeah, it's good. I'm good here. Well, I kind of wonder, you know, will more people become introverts in this way and be like, will, will that happen to people? Will they'll become like comfortable being alone, being isolated, that they won't want to reintegrate? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, so much of it is, is, kind of inborn. I, I, I'd be interested because my, my partner sounds like a lot like Rich, right? Rich, um, she, uh, she loves, she's always running around. She wears me out. I have to sometimes just tell her, well, I, I did early on in our relationship. I said, you need to be comfortable with me canceling last minute because she will have me running here and there. And finally I just run out of steam and I'm like, I can't go to that last thing that or the last two things that you planned for us like I don't have anything in me anymore and that's how she is and she's always wanting to be with people it's always you know like woo, woo, woo. and um I don't know what's gonna happen for her I'll report back to you you keep me posted too yeah I don't know what's yeah gonna go on. I think it's going to be interesting I mean I think right now like the the challenge like for my husband and because you know I, I don't go with him when he sees the kids because and it goes back to my own background that you know, having wanted my, just to be around my parents and they weren't around, I don't want to interfere with that because his kids are like, what, they're 12 and 13 and they're 12 and 13 right now. And so I want them to have that time with their dad. I don't want to be that woman mm -hmm. that's like, you know, just is like, hey, you know, I mean, it's like, they, they don't yeah, want right. that. They really <laughs> want to be around their dad. And, and I get that and I respect that and I honor that. I, you know, I, I, I'm good, but for him not to be able to go and see the kids, I know it's so hard on him. Yes, you can do like little, you know, videos like this and different things, but it's not the same as when he takes um, his, his son Trace to this, what's it called, Dragon's Lair or something, and Trace is like really good at playing like different games, and he's like, and he's 
spends all day there playing them like with adults, whatever they are. It's like these like role play type <laughs> games or whatever, very complex games. And he's just like great at it. And, you know, he's not able to do that. And Grant is like real into aquariums. And so um, I guess it was last weekend or the weekend, a couple of weekends ago, he went and got um, Grant and then he took him to the restaurant downtown called the Aquarium, which there is a huge aquarium. There's all kinds of really, really cool stuff there. Um, and so, but he can't do those things, you know? I mean, all I can do is like, maybe like text them and maybe, you know, like do like what we're doing, but that's not the same as the, because the, most of the time what they do with, where they have the best talks is driving around because they live like an hour away from us. So if they go somewhere, well, then everything is in the car and there's lots, a lot of talking and they don't have that time. So I know that's weighing heavily on him, but I think he is going to adjust like last night both the boys were on my live and um, I forget what Grant's little username was. And he was like, Hey, it's Grant. And then people were saying, oh, that's so Grant. Sweet. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and, and, oh. and they'll probably watch us some more if they know their dad's going to be on there. Now, granted, I might be talking about something like, I don't know if this is really child friendly. This is, you know, about crime, but you know, if you want to watch, okay. <laughs> yeah this is what it is it'll be fine (laughs) they're 12 and 13 they're 12 and 13 they're they're worldly (laughs) i think they can handle it but you know i think yeah i i i I just think you know be creative be be creative Mm -hmm. you know and speaking about rituals i think that we all will develop more of a ritual about washing our hands i think that's going to be so much more of a focus you know, mm-hmm. so That's many a things. Good point. Yeah, there's been so, oh yeah, and just hand sanitizer and you know the whole the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's uh, and that's for the good. That's just basic. We should we should we should be good about that in public places and yeah. And I just gotta say too, just to, in my normal life, I love to just when I get home from whatever, I just love to wash my hands as soon as I walk in the door. I'm like, Ugh. and not because I'm a germaphobe, but because like, well. I see it in the sink as soon as I wash my hands coming in from the outside. The sink is like gray when I'm washing my hands. Like I literally feel the dirt and, and you know, stuff on my hands. And, um, and, uh, and so there's some kind of, there's a real pleasure around that too. But yeah, I think it's a good thing to do before you leave the house, when you're coming back to the house, before yeah. you go into any place, yeah, just go ahead. When you get to the restaurant, just go in the bathroom and wash your hands when you get there and come back and you know, place your order, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, not right now. I know, the but you know, <laughs> just in general, living your life out there. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, yeah, it's just good. You know, my parents had a restaurant, so we were always going out to different restaurants and I always wanted to go into the bathrooms. I had a thing about going into the bathrooms, but I also had a thing about anything being on my hands. And so I was always like going in there to wash my hands. I'm still that way. If anything feels like it's slightly sticky or off, I can't stand it. I can't take it. I'm like, <gasps> And, and, and again, it's not that I'm a germaphobe and a total freak about anything, but it's like, I will just get very uncomfortable if it feels like my hands are dirty. Yeah. Or, or oh, yes. I, even I mental. Just, the whole day that I was helping when we were doing the demo for the, for the bathroom before all this got started, you know, there's never a good time to have a baby and there's never a good time to like have, you know, start a home remodeling project. Anyways. So we started the bathroom remodel before all of this went down and we're still in the midst of it. But anyways, the day of demo, I was in, I was being tortured all day long because there was, it didn't matter how many times I washed my hands. 
it was, they were always just dirty and, uh, and it was just, it was, it was disgusting. It was just uncomfortable that just the grime and the, and the dirt and it was dry and it, uh, it was so, it was so gross. But, um, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but the point, yeah, but the point of it is like, no, we should, we should be washing our hands. I think too, I think, um, a big part of this too is like, um, well, so I was listening to the, um, the, uh, um, what was it called? The press conference that happened, right? So right before we came on to do, to do this recording, I was listening to the press conference and, um, VP Pence, um, said, which I thought was really good. He's like, look, here's the deal. You know, most people aren't even going to really like, he has a, he had a staffer, I guess. Pence had a staffer uh-huh. who tested positive. And, um, and his experience was mild, like cold, like, like it just felt like he had a cold and I'm not saying, please don't take this as, you know, anything, you know, saying that, that, uh, this will be your experience. So do you come down with it? But I've had, I have two, uh, friends from uh, synagogue who were tested positive. And then I have various family members who several weeks ago came down with something brutal. And I think that they, that's what they had because it was like nothing they'd ever experienced before in their bodies. And it was just like, it was horrible. Um, so I think that, but you know, there aren't any tests and, and, and at that point we didn't even really have it on our radar so much. So anyways, um, so, but one thing that, that VP Pence said was like, look, don't freak out. You know, a lot of us are going to get it and we're not even really going to have like, you know, my, my best friend said, she goes, there was one night where my legs hurt so bad. I cried a couple of times, but then, you know, then there was the next day and I was like, okay, great. Good to know, you know? Um, so, so I think, um, and my friends from synagogue were, were on the um, live stream of the um, service last night. It was really good to see their faces. So, um, so we're good. A lot of us are going to get it. And a lot of us aren't going to be terribly, horribly impacted by it. And, um, and I just was really thankful that he said that he was like, look, (laughs) you know, just, we can all just kind of settle down a little bit. This isn't like, you know, the plague, this isn't, you know, something they're not going to be covered in boils and you know, whatever, um, our flesh isn't going to fall from our bones. (laughs) Like this is not what we're talking about here. Um, and I appreciated that. I I appreciated that. I was very thankful for that. And I hope that people kind of listen to that and also just know like, Okay, so yeah, we're staying inside. Yeah, we maybe some of us need to go to the grocery store to pick up a few things. We're kind of, you know, limiting, you know, our contact with people and we're washing our hands, we're practicing good hygiene. And 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 that's really all you can do. It's really all you can do. Again, another scam alert if somebody's telling you you could do this, that, and the other thing and put this on you and hold this crystal to your chest and <laughs> um, you know, do this, that or the it's like, you know. No, I mean, it's not going to hurt you to hold a crystal to your chest. So if it makes you feel better, but like, you know, don't, don't pay over like $20 for it. Um, so, you know, just keep it simple, do the things you can. There's only so much we can do. And, you know, even, even the scientists and our elected officials are letting us know, like for the vast majority of us, it's not going to be that big of a deal. So, um, anyways, so I just appreciated that. I think like, you know, let's just, um, like you said earlier, take a step back, breathe. Um, we'll get through this. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. I, I, I think it will be. It's just, it's just like when your mind and everybody's mind is going to go reeling at one point into different weird little spots, refocus, come back and know that you, there are people who are in this with you because we all are, you know, that's the bottom line. We all are. We all you know, are. I'm actually, 
we all are in this. And I'm actually really, I mean, it'll take a long time. My hope, my hope as like a person who is a lover of science, um, that, um, they will be able to get on top of this lack of tests issue. Um, because I think, you know, ultimately I think the best thing is that we all need to be tested. We all, just all of us need to be tested. And, um, I think we'll realize that a lot more people than we thought have, have had this. Um, and like I said, I have several family members who, before this was even on our radar, just, just right before came down with something just really nasty that fits all the checks boxes for what this is. And it's something they never had experienced before. Um, again, real bad flu, real bad flu. Anyways, so I think we'll realize that more people than we thought have had this. Um, some of us are developing immunity at this time, but, um, so anyways, that's, that's my hope. Um, so we can really get a sense of it. If we're only testing the people who are like at death's door, we're getting a very skewed idea of what this is. Yeah. Oh, one of the things that I'm hoping will come out of this, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, um, is simplifying our lives because I think that we have as a society gotten too caught up in material things. I think about, you know, for one, like all the beauty gurus, all the different things that they're unboxing all the time. It's like, how many stinking pallets do you need? You know, I mean, really? <laughs> it's like every time you fart, there's another pallet, you know, do you need all that? It's like, you know, let's step back. We don't need this, this glut of like, fueling people to constantly buy everything, maybe we could just like be, it just goes back to me simpler. Just make everything yeah, just simpler. simpler. Because I think yeah. that the complexity yeah. of everything has been, and now that complexity has been mm-hmm. taken away. People don't know how to respond. I mean, simple lives with your kids, simple life with yourself, just simplify, you know, and, and find, mm-hmm enjoyment in those simple things like going out, what you said earlier, going out and looking at a tree, you know, <laughs> appreciating a tree. Sometimes it's just yeah. something that mm-hmm. easy, but we, we as human beings, we overcomplicate everything. <laughs> if we can possibly, mm-hmm. we can do something in three steps. Oh no, we will put 24, you know, <laughs> there you go. Cause we're going to work at all this stuff. No, on my, like, Stop all that. On my shop. Shopping. Um, my shopping list today is like a box of brownie mix because my daughter said she had a lot of fun the other day making some brownies. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Pulling out a mix, a brownie mix and just, you know, adding some eggs and some oil and make it a tasty treat. Like, yeah, what is better than that? That's like really wonderful. And it's simple and it's, you know, so yeah, I think like, um, taking this time to just really consider that. I don't, I don't know how often we just sort of stop and think about what sounds just really wonderful and lovely to us to just stop and enjoy for a minute. Um, that would be really nice. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know when, when everything gets kind of running and, and moving and grooving again, I don't know. Do we just, do we, will we go back to the way things were? I mean, I'm, I'm bound to say yes. Because that's kind of what we do, right? We forget. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we love to forget. But I mean, in Alonda's imagination, we'll see. We'll see. one of the things that I thought of, it's like, because I go back to the whole work situation and maybe we don't need all the stinking office buildings that we have. It's like, what if we yes. did end up tearing those down and planting trees and doing more things for, again, yes. taking yes. care of the planet, you know, like yes, caring for yes. things. Be, just like I said earlier, just yes. being better just being better. 
You know, yes, what if I, we did I, those I things? Agree. I completely agree with you. I think about it too in terms of so I work at you know in the mental health industry, and right now we're everything we're doing is telehealth right now. And um, in, you know, time was you'd really have to wrangle with insurance to get telehealth uh-huh. covered. Um, and now it is being covered. And I'm not saying that that's always appropriate. Of course, um, it's wonderful to be in somebody's physical presence for sure. Um, there, there's a lot to be gained by that, especially in a therapeutic setting. But also, this has actually been working out after a couple, two, three days of people trying to like find their new normal and using the technology and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm cool now. Like, Yep, we're just moving on with telehealth. Most of my clients are staying on, you know, every, it's moving and grooving. And we are very adaptable. We're incredibly adaptable. And so um, so that's working out really well. But I always have thought that too. I'm like, why? you know, when I talk to somebody who does go into an office and work and I'm like, why do you have to? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, they and, I, and I'm like, can you work from home? And they're like, well, no, they require me to come in. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That whole requirement, I, that requirement is going to, and I think an educational system will definitely transform and maybe people will actually respect the background that I have in an instructional design, you know, everybody's having to figure out what the hell to do when it comes to all of that. Something else I'd love to see that, let's just say that, you know, yeah, okay, we're going to tear down these office buildings. People are going to work from home is planting community gardens. Where we have like, you know, yeah. fresh vegetables right here, you know, just doing, I, I mean, I know I'm living in a, like a little fantasy in my head, but, you know, I just think how beautiful that could be if we just start, it goes back to just being a little bit better, just being a little bit better. That's all. That's just, that's all, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh. Well, we could hope. And yeah, I will. We can't, we can. We can and I will. <laughs> and, and we ourselves can be a little bit better. You know, we can do things a little bit better. Yeah. Each, each one of us, yeah. even if it's none of that, each one of us can be a little bit better at how we do things. And that's about it. Well, I don't want to keep you all that much this longer. This is a good time to, oh, yeah. I think that we've had a wonderful conversation, my dear. It was a blast as always to chit chat with you. We talked a little bit about prosperity gospel and, the idea of a plan and religiously coded language and you know all we went all over the all place over the place all geez, over the place wow. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it comes back to for me it comes back to people taking care of themselves and each other and and being genuine and being true and being honest you know and being it goes back to being a little bit better being good you know just and most people are most people have a good heart good intentions all of that but also I think we do need to have that awareness that right now at this time, especially there's going to be those people looking to take advantage of others. And I think if you see this in your community, then to me, it's like, it's our duty to protect people from that in whatever way we can. And maybe that is just letting them know, I heard there's this scam or there's this resource, like the resource that you talked about providing that information to people, because then we're being just a little bit better. Yeah. Yay. You need to be a little bit better. Yay. Good. Thank you, Alonda. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending time with me and we'll do this again. We'll, we'll, I know we'll come up with something else to talk about because I always have a great time with you. So have a fabulous rest of your day and thank you so much for your time. And you know, I'll, I'll see you in the comments. (laughs) Thank you, Nicole, so very much for taking some time out of your day. Now I know 
all of our days are a bit wonky right now. And after we met, Nicole was going to the store. So I really hope you were able to find what you were looking for. And I don't know if any of you guys have heard what Jeffree Star did, and I guess he's going to continue to do and love him or hate him. I think this really sets the stage for kind of like what Nicole and I were talking about of just, you know, hashtag do better. But Jeffrey is on Twitter. He is connecting with people who are in need because he realizes that there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, young mothers, or maybe you're single. Maybe you don't even have a family. Maybe you're just, you know, alone, but there's just a lot of people who are in need. And being in California, he's seeing firsthand, you know, that everything is shutting down and people are really struggling just to get by. So I think it's wonderful that he, as an influencer, had the wherewithal to think, what can I do to help? And that's kind of what I'm talking about, about how we as people, we can do better. We can do better to help each other through this time right now by just being nicer, just being kinder, and, you know, not hoarding everything for one. I really feel that his gesture really embodies the whole concept of do better because we can help each other. We can think of other people. We can think of their situation and what we can possibly do just to help them so that they have an easier time. Now, right now, it's a frenzy out there. I mean, I think we've probably all seen that in terms of people just going nuts, shopping and just grabbing everything. Right now, as a matter of fact, my husband ran to HEB because, you know, I want to get a little bit more dog food because, yes, like you, I'm very uncomfortable with what's going around because, honestly, we, we don't have an end date. And like when Nicole and I were talking, there's not really a plan. It's like the plan is unfolding as this is all going down, and we're all trying to just kind of get through it together. But when you don't know, like, okay, well, three weeks, and this is going to happen, when you don't have that time reference, it is a little bit of a challenge for us. So that's why I really think that we can just focus on more of us doing better for other human beings. I mean, really, maybe, just think about this. Maybe we can get by with less. And what I mean by that is, do we really need to be on this buying frenzy in terms of consuming all of these different, like, you know, just insert whatever brand, whatever product. And I just go back to the eyeshadow palettes. Do you always need to have a new eyeshadow palette, you know, every other week when something comes out? Is that really necessary? And in my opinion, it's not. Is it necessary to be, you know, going out to the clubs all the time? It's not. I think it really comes down to what we're all dealing with right now is, is it needed? Is it necessary? And right now, we're all dealing with something about whether or not going out, going to the store, going somewhere, is that really needed? Do you really need to do that? Is that a critical type thing that needs to be done? Because if it's not critical, maybe you should just stay home. And maybe we can kind of take that thought that as we start to work towards getting back to what's going to be our new normal, and we're not there yet because we're still transitioning as we go through all of this, Maybe we can stop and think, do I really need to buy that? Is that something that I really, is it crucial? Do I really need that? I think we may need to just kind of rethink, you know, what, what we are deciding that we think is so valuable and just take a step back. And I, I know I might be kind of like 
talking like a dream, a utopia or whatever. And I'm not a Marxist. I've studied a lot of Marxism, but I'm not a Marxist or anything like that. But I just think that overall, we as people, we can just be better. We can be better at so many things. And it just starts with very simple things like today. We were walking the dogs and somebody was riding by on a bike. Don't know this person. And they're, they're just waving. And here we are in the fourth largest city. And it's like you're out in the country and they're just waving. Those gestures, I think, are really good. We can connect better with our neighbors, with our friends, with our family, just the other human beings on this planet. We can be better. And remember, change starts now. 